when is one uncomfortable with oneself or with others? That is the next step. When a thought, a memory arises of what someone did to me, which hurt me, then I am uncomfortable with myself and the other. You know, I'm just reading this uh, clearly. One is uncomfortable with oneself or the other when a thought, a memory arises of what someone did. One hates someone for what they have done to me, which hurt me, or when one hates oneself for what one has done to the other. So this whole topic of doing, you know, and the teaching of Advaita, which is based on non-doership, this is where Ramesh moves in next. And the peg of Ramesh's teaching is a phrase of the Buddha, which says events happen, deeds are done, but there is no individual doer thereof. This is where he now addresses this concept and tackles it. So what shatters the peace of mind is a thought of what someone did. Right? Hatred towards the other for his actions and hatred for oneself for one's actions which might have hurt others shatters the peace of mind one is enjoying in the moment. Then Ramesh explains the Buddha's statement, events happen, deeds are done, but there is no individual doer thereof. Which basically means, if there is no individual doer thereof, who is doing it? You see? Events happen, nobody does anything, all things happen exactly as they are supposed to happen, according to the will of God, and as Ramesh says, which I also refer to as the cosmic law, for those who have a problem with the word God. Hmm? And we, you and me, are instruments through whom God functions. A happening hurts me because it is supposed to hurt me, ultimately. It is my destiny to be hurt. We'll come to destiny later as a subject. So what this teaching does is makes it very clear that if you are meant to be hurt, it will happen. Through whom it happens is a different matter altogether, which the teaching addresses. But a happening will hurt you if it is meant to hurt you or not, then it won't happen, right? So, one may feel terribly hurt at what someone says, but may not react in the same way if, for instance, a machine were to say the same thing, you know, 
if a machine is to tell you something, your reaction is probably going to be very different from somebody you know telling you the same thing. I mean, let's say a machine abuses you, you'll probably laugh. <laughs> but somebody you know or you don't like does it, you're going to have a massive reaction. I think that's a very good example he used to give. So anyway, therefore, if one is able to accept totally that whatever happens, happens as per God's will, through whomever, through whoever, whichever body-mind organism, as he would say, hmm, then the who becomes irrelevant. Now, if you accept that whatever happens is God's will, there is no question of blaming or condemning someone else for something they did. There is no question of you blaming and condemning yourself for something you did. If one is able to accept that all actions are happenings and nobody does anything, then one does not blame or condemn oneself or others for what they did or did not do. One takes pleasure but not pride in achievements. And one does not feel guilt or shame for one's own actions or hatred or malice to the other. See, because if ultimately everything is God's will, if you are convinced based on your own life's experience and your understanding that it had to happen, where does the question of blame and condemnation come? You may not like what someone has done, you know, you may even react, but deep down you will have the understanding that this was God's will. And why will you have this understanding deep down will again be addressed in the subsequent chapters. But you see, the whole perspective changes of dealing with others because you realize, the realization happens that it's not that personal as you thought it was, including yourself. We always find it much harder when we are working on ourselves or looking at ourselves, you know. We always berating our own selves for what we did, what we thought. So this teaching clearly says that if everything is God's will, the question of Pride and arrogance will not arise because you know deep down that you did not do anything. Pleasure may arise, but pride and arrogance because of something done by me, you know, that won't arise. Regret may arise for something, but that won't be converted to guilt and shame because you will equally know that I didn't mean it. You know, so pleasure and pride cannot happen together as far as this teaching is concerned. Pride is out of the question. Pleasure, of course, someone says something nice, you feel good. That's the kind of pleasure we are referring to. So no pride or arrogance and no guilt or shame. No pride or arrogance for my good actions, no guilt or shame for my so-called bad actions, no hatred towards the other for their actions. Right? Absence of pride, arrogance, guilt, shame, blame, condemnation and hatred means peace of mind.
सो पीस ऑफ माइंड कैनॉट हैपन अनलेस देर इज अ टोटल एक्सेप्टेंस दैट आई एम नॉट थ्रू डू ऑफ एक्शंस एंड नॉ इज दर now on an aside what ramesh would say sometimes i would see the impact on people you know when he would tell them that if nobody does anything then you really cannot commit a sin see a lot of westerners were coming to ramesh loaded with this whole guilt complex i don't know whether it was in the christian upbringing or the church i have no idea about those details but that when he said you cannot commit a sin they were their faces lit up you know it was quite amazing to see it wasn't that he was giving you a license to commit sins he's trying to explain to you that investigate study go deep into the matter in the same way he would say you cannot commit a mistake you cannot commit a mistake you see a mistake can happen nobody tries to commit mistakes mistakes are when things don't go the way we thought they would like i have a friend he uh, was traveling in the plane he landed and he said how silly of me i left my wallet in the compartment above can you believe it i when i reached the obroy hotel i realized and i went into a panic how stupid of me how silly i said hey wait guy you know you didn't do it purposely it happened you know he said yeah yeah but i should not have forgotten it <laughs> try not forgetting so you cannot commit a sin you cannot make a mistake you know we get so hardwired into these names and words like mistake and sin but just what ramesh is doing is taking a bit below that surface understanding right now the most obvious resistance which comes up to this teaching is if everything is god's will what prevents me from picking up a gun and killing him i can say it's god's will you know the ego this is the first defense of the ego when you it's confronted by being told everything is god's will now see ramesh should say first of all would you is it in your nature is it in your nature to supposing you were given the license is it still in your nature to pick up that gun and shoot the other right so then you will ask if everything is god's will and i am not the doer what prevents me from picking up a machine gun and killing people now if it is not your nature it is not in your conditioning it is not in your genes you will not be able to do this in the first place hmm? secondly this concept does not absolve you of your responsibility to society who told you that you see society will consider what has happened as your action you are not being given a free license right society will consider what has happened as your action and will punish you or reward you as the case may be the society in which you live will reward you for your good actions and punish you for your bad actions reward means pleasure but not pride and
punishment means pain but not guilt or shame so this is a very important peg of the teaching of non doership and really you can see how resistant sometimes people are when they are just told everything is god's will and nobody does anything they just i mean are very convinced that no a has done it or b has done it or c has done it but as we go further into this teaching we will realize that the common ground of all beings is consciousness which is one it is the impersonal awareness of being which operates through instruments through body mind organisms through individuals that is the ultimate truth so it looks like a has hurt you b has hurt you or c has hurt you but deep down these are inst instruments through whom the actions are happening and it gets clearer as we progress into the teaching